What's happening, everybody? Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, and this is it. Welcome to the Super Bowl 52 episode of my weekly NFL pick show for the 2017-2018 NFL season, which I am also recording for a vlog purpose for tomorrow. I can't believe we've reached the end of yet another season together. It's been an incredibly successful season for me this year. Uh, my best straight-up season ever. The betting picks left something to be desired. We'll definitely be working on getting better at that throughout next season. Your support this season has been incredible. Let's keep that going through the Super Bowl video. And to show my appreciation for your support, make sure you stick around until the end of the episode because I'm going to be giving you an opportunity at the end of this episode to win a free $10 credit towards your next or first purchase of Nerd Tees. But you got to stick around to the end to find out how you can win. So without further ado, let's take a look at how I did in the conference championship round, AFC and NFC conference championships, before we get into the picks for Super Bowl 52. You know what? AFC Championship game, I did pretty good. I had the Patriots to beat Jacksonville in the AFC Championship. They did so. They won that game 24-20. to It was a straight-up win for me. It wasn't against the spread win as well, as I told you to go Jacksonville plus 9 in that game. And for a while, holy cow, did that ever look terrifying for Patriots fans. Jacksonville was looking like a great team, but they had that adrenaline dump that happens with so many teams and players and athletes when they're on a stage they've never been in before. They tighten up all their adrenaline dumps out of their body, and they just can't hold on. And I think that's what happened to Jacksonville. But they still managed to cover the plus nine. It was an over-under loss, however, as I told you to go over the 46 points in that game, and they only get to 44, so damn, I was that close. Sweeping the AFC Championship game certainly would have taken the sting out of the fact that I completely, 100%, across the board, whiffed on the NFC title game. I had Minnesota winning that football game, and aside from Minnesota's very first offensive drive, I mean, Philly just dominated them. Defensive scores, a ton of offensive scores, a great game from Nick Foles. Philly wins the game 38-7, to not competitive after about the middle of the second quarter. That game was actually, I'm not going to lie, not being an Eagles fan, that game was a little boring at a certain point because it became very obvious pretty well right after halftime that Minnesota had absolutely nothing for them. So it was a straight-up loss. It was an against-the-spread loss, as I told you to go Minnesota minus three, and it was an over-under loss. I thought that game would stay under 38.5 points. Philadelphia almost clears it on their own. So, in the conference championship round, I only went 1-1 one and one straight up and 1-1 one and one against the spread. That has me 5-5 five and five for both of those through these playoffs. Still have the chance to be over 500, but I gotta nail the Super Bowl. And I only went 0-2 on the over-under, which has me 4-6, and six, which means I cannot finish above 500 with the over-under. But I guess I'll have to settle for 5-6 and six once I nail the Super Bowl. For the last time, let's take a look at the Bridgewater's Finest and Hatbox Pick'em Pools for Season 6 of my show and Year 4 of Hatbox's Pool. In the Bridgewater's Finest Pick'em Pool, I remain in a tie for 6th place out of the 35 managers making picks. That is no change from last week. 
I have 1,524 out of 2,170 possible confidence points. That is a clip of exactly 70%, would be a championship clip in any other season. In the conference championship round, I brought in 16 of the 24 possible confidence points with the New England Patriots victory. That's good for a 67% clip, but was not good enough to win the week. Shout out to our conference championship round winners, and there were three of them. Three teams went undefeated, got both games, got 24 out of 24 possible confidence points for a clip of 100%. And where you have three, I don't usually mention all three names, but three teams tying for the conference championship round victory. Once again, more than a Thielen and Nice Pats fan did the exact same result, exact same score uh, through the conference championship round. So they remain tied for first place, 1,590 out of 2,170 possible confidence points. That is a clip of 73%. They are still tied and with only 16 total points left to be won because you only have one game left and it's the Super Bowl. With only the 16 points left to be won, they're the only ones that can possibly win because they're, I think, 24 points ahead of third place. So this would be my advice for more than a teal-in because you know how nice Pats fan is going to pick. If you want to win this thing, you've got to pick the Eagles because you know they're going to pick their own team. So you got to pick the Eagles and hope that the Eagles win the football game. That way you're going to win the pool. If not... Eh, you know what? You get it wrong, you finish in second place. But if you want to take your shot, take your chance at winning, you got to go with the Eagles. In the Hatbox Pick and Pool, I remain in a tie for fifth place out of the 39 managers making picks. That is also no change from last week. 173 correct picks out of the 266 games played in the NFL this season. That's a clip of 65%. In the conference championship round, obviously I went one and one, so I got one of the two games correct. That's only a 50% clip. Would have loved for that to have been two. Shout out to the conference championship round winners in that pool. There were also three of them who won in that pool. They went to an, uh, two and oh, two for two, I guess. 100% of the games they got picked correctly. And congratulations to our overall champion, TJ Harmon, Rel Eagles Fly. Because you see, Rel Eagles Fly is one of those teams that went 2-0. And with only one game left in the NFL season, no one in the pool can catch him. So it is official. Rel Eagles Fly has clinched the championship in that pool. TJ, congratulations. Well earned this season. From pillar to post almost, you led this thing for a long, long time. Congratulations on winning the pool. I'll take this opportunity as always to remind you that if you go to the description of the video on YouTube or the description of the audio file on SoundCloud or iTunes, by the way, mea culpa, I'm so sorry for not uploading the conference championship episode to SoundCloud until literally yesterday, two days after the games had already been played. I apologize. I, I can't believe that that slipped my mind. I'm very sorry. But if you go to the description of these files, you're going to find all of my results from last week. You're going to find all of my straight up against the spread and over under plays in Super Bowl 52. You're going to find information on joining the NFL YouTube Prognosticators Facebook page. We're going to talk football all through the off season. There's different stuff going on there. Lots of conversation. It's a really fun community all year round. So make sure that you get joined up.
You're going to find information on subscribing to the Hatbox Nation YouTube channel. I think we might try to get some content going here through the offseason. Maybe. You never know. There's always stuff in the works. But make sure you subscribe to the Hatbox Nation channel. Very successful first season for us. We only want to move forward from here. And you're going to find information on Nerd Tees. NerdTees.ca. Promo code BWFINEST is going to save you 15% at checkout. Free shipping on any orders in Canada over 50 bucks. Very generous conversion on the US dollar right now if you are in the United States. And remember, if you stick around until the end of the episode, you're going to have the opportunity to win a $10 credit towards Nerd Tees, courtesy of Nerd Tees and Bridgewater's Finest. Stick around to the end of the episode to see your chance to win. All right, folks, this is what they play for. This is what we wait for all year. Super Bowl 52, Philadelphia Eagles, New England Patriots in Minnesota in that beautiful building. Who's going to take it home? It's seasons like this that almost invalidate what we try to do as prognosticators because the number one seeds just went straight through to the Super Bowl. You got the number one seed in the NFC and the number one seed in the AFC that are going to compete for the Super Bowl. I mean, hey, what are you going to do? The Philadelphia Eagles and the New England Patriots are your AFC and NFC champions and will be competing for Super Bowl 52. The Patriots are considered the home team in this game despite the fact that they're playing in an NFC building. Interestingly enough, the Patriots have chosen to wear their road whites in this game as they are, I believe, undefeated in their road whites either in the playoffs or in the Super Bowl or or what have you. The Patriots are five-point favorites in this game considered, quote-unquote, the home team with a total set at 48. Both of these teams now sit at 15-3 and on the season straight up. Both teams first place in their respective divisions, actually in the respective East divisions of their conference, champion of the NFC East and AFC East. And both teams this season, interestingly, were 3-1 and against opponents from the opposing conference. The Eagles, 3-1 and against the AFC, had wins over the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Raiders with a loss against Kansas City. The Patriots, meanwhile, 3-1 against NFC opponents with wins over New Orleans, Tampa Bay, and Atlanta, and a loss to Carolina early in the season. You take a look at those opponents and you definitely have to give Philly the advantage in strength of schedule. I mean, they definitely had the easier of the two schedules. The fact that New England had to play three playoff teams against the NFC, whereas Philly with the AFC, they played one playoff team, a borderline almost made it playoff team, and the one playoff team that they did play were absolute frauds in the Kansas City Chiefs. So New England definitely had the tougher road by way of NFC opponents to get this far. We've been talking about regular season offensive and defensive rankings all playoff long. What we're going to do, we're going to throw the regular season stuff out the door because look, I firmly believe the playoffs are their own little microcosm. They're their own little environment. They're entirely different. So why don't we just look at what these teams have done in the playoffs so far? On offense, the Philadelphia Eagles in their two playoff games have averaged 395 yards of total offense, 292 of them coming through the air. They're averaging a buck 03 on the ground on their way to an average of 27 points 
New England, meanwhile, is averaging 391 yards of offense in their two playoff games, which means on average of their two games, Philly's actually averaging four yards per game more on offense than are the vaulted New England Patriots. Now, of those 391 total yards, 318 of them have come via the arm of Tom Brady. He has definitely performed in these playoffs, especially under injury circumstances they've only put up 73 yards on average on the ground so the run game not exactly getting established for the patriots but it's led them to 30 points per game in their two playoff games so far so slightly better scoring offense than are the eagles on the defensive side the philadelphia eagles averaging 307 total yards of offense against against their defense allowing 229 yards per game through the air only 78 per game on the ground on their way to allowing just nine points per game holy cow how could you play any better you look on new england side it's competitive but the numbers just inch up ever so slightly pretty well across the board new england giving up 321 total yards of offense in their two or per game sorry in their two playoff games 238 of which come through the air 83 on the ground which is actually not that bad only giving up 83 yards per game of rush offense to their two opponents especially considering that one of them was jacksonville who was uh, either the top or one of the top rush offenses in the nfl this season and they're allowing 17 points per game but basically across the board you can say what you probably could have assumed heading into this game philly's defense is playing better We've had to switch things up a little bit when we're talking about the average game between these two teams. We can still look at like the regular season thus far. It's no point in looking at home versus away because it's an away game for both teams. The game's in Minnesota, neutral site. So we're not going to look at that. We are still going to look at the performance over the last four games overall. But like I said before, I firmly believe that the playoffs are their own microcosm. So we're also going to take a look at what the average score is going to be based on how these teams are performing just in the playoffs. So in the regular season, your average game between these two teams, it is a dead friggin' heat. 24-24. On average, these two teams will play each other extremely competitively. In the last four games overall, the Patriots... Uh, have won all of them. They're 4-0 in their last four. The Eagles are 3-1 in their last four. So these are two teams, obviously, peaking at the right time, both playing incredibly well, even dating back to the regular season. Over the last four games overall, the score here drops significantly. That's due in no small part to the fact that it's not Carson Wentz back there anymore. But both of these teams on defense have been playing lights out lately. Philly in their last four are only giving up an average of uh i think it's not eight or nine points per game new england is only giving up an average of i think 14 points per game so both defenses playing incredibly well your average score here drops to new england 20 philadelphia 16 so a real real defensive battle between these two teams new england has the edge but then you look at what's happened so far in the playoffs and due in no small part to the fact that Nick Foles and the offense put up 38 points on a Vikings team last week that just looked like they gave up uh, pretty well after halftime. Your average game based on playoff performance so far is New England 20, Philadelphia 22, the Eagles based on what they've done in the playoffs so far, have a slight edge here 
over the Patriots. But again, the Eagles, they're five-point dogs in this game. And speaking of dogs, they're really embracing that underdog mentality. I said last week it's the only card they have left to play. I think I was pretty wrong in saying that, and I'm full well capable of admitting when I'm wrong. I think I've been wrong about this Eagles team. They might be embracing that role, but it's certainly not the only card they have to play. Storylines heading into this football game for me, and I've got four of them. We're going to kick off, obviously, with the Rob Gronkowski question. Does he play? Does he not play? Of course, suffered a concussion against Jacksonville, is currently in the protocol. Seems like it's kind of a coin flip at this point, whether or not he's actually going to play. If he plays... This is obviously a far more difficult offense to contain when you have arguably the best tight end in football. Although, I gotta be honest, the guy that plays for Philadelphia, Zach Ertz, can make a claim that he is certainly one of the elite to best two or three, maybe even the best tight end in football. If Gronk doesn't play, this is a different offense. And you have to kind of ask yourself the question, if you're the Eagles, kind of a pick your poison thing, who do you dedicate? Like, like who are the biggest threats if Gronk is not in there? My argument is it's Danny Amendola, and that's based on usage. When Gronk is not in there, Amendola basically is Gronk. He gets those short routes. He gets the ball on third down, especially third and short. Like, he gets the ball on third down. If it's me... I'm double covering Danny Amendola. I'm not letting Danny Amendola beat me like Amendola beat the Jags last week. I'm not letting that happen. Matter of fact, I would rather leave Brandon Cooks out there in the one-on-ones with whoever the cornerback would be that they would use, they would dedicate to Brandon Cooks. And that's not because I think Amendola is a better receiver than Cooks. I don't. But it's based on usage. It's how the team uses him. And Amendola is the guy that I'm dedicating to stop and saying, you are not going to beat me. If we're going to get beat, it's going to have to be somebody else because it ain't going to be Danny Amendola. That's what I would do if I was DC for the Eagles. Of course, if I was DC for the Eagles, they wouldn't be here. Weirdly enough, I'm still seeing people comparing the experience level. It's like, oh, look, at the, here's how the two teams compare in playoff and Super Bowl experiences. It's not fair. It's not a fair comparison. It's not a fair comparison between the Brady-Belichick era and anybody today. So whenever anybody starts talking to you about, like, here's the difference in the playoff experience, it's like, who cares? Like, it's not It's not even a fair comparison. It's like comparing me to Usain Bolt in the foot race. Like, it's not even a fair comparison. We're, we're basically two different species. So, and that's kind of what it is. The Brady-Belichick era is its own species almost and the rest of football is the rest of football so when anybody starts talking to you about that experience it, it almost doesn't matter at this point not that it doesn't matter but it is unfair to compare the two like we said just a few minutes ago the eagles are averaging four more yards per game of offense than this obviously vaunted new england patriots offense and they're facing a defense that's giving up 14 more yards per game you know how they say football is a game of inches that, I mean, it is, a, it is a game of inches. You're talking about an offense that's playing ever so slightly statistically better versus a defense that's playing ever so slightly statistically worse. And if it comes down to like a three and one situation, fourth and one, something like that, I mean, who are you going to take? You're going to take the slightly better offense. You're going to take the 51% rather than the 49%. All I'm saying, football is a game of inches. 
To me, this is a matchup of two teams who are clearly dedicated to stuffing the run. You got two teams that both are allowing less than 85 yards per game on the ground so far in these playoffs. Both dedicated to stopping the run. Obviously, that is harder to do against the Eagles as they're not only generating more run yards, but just in general, they just have a better running back tandem than the Patriots do because the run Patriots running back tandem is like five or six guys. So let's assume that that plays out. Both teams sell out to stop the run. The run games aren't going anywhere. Now it's on the quarterbacks. If New England specifically forces Nick Foles to have to beat them, can he? And look, playoff Foles has been really good so far. He has been really, really solid. My question is, can Nick Foles have the best game of his season and arguably along with like the seven touchdown game against Oakland from a few years ago can he have his best game as a pro on the world's biggest stage for his sport that is a huge question mark you want to talk about underdog mentality there's underdog mentality for you I think Nick Foles has to have his best game as a pro in order to win this football game I think betting against the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl is a great way for me to be separated from my money and my credibility. So I think I have to go with it. I have to go with Brady and Belichick to get yet another ring. We're going to go New England 23, Philadelphia 21. But let me say this. This is going to come down to a field goal attempt with let's say seven, eight seconds left, something like that. It's going to come down to a New England field goal attempt. Philly's going to be leading this game. And I've got Steven Gostkowski's leg from about 45, 46. I'm going to take that. So let's go with New England. Let's go New England 23, Philly 21. So straight up, obviously, I like the New England Patriots to win the Super Bowl. Another ring for Belichick. Another ring for Brady. Wouldn't be shocked to see Belichick retire. Maybe wouldn't even be shocked to see Brady retire because after that, what's left to get? I mean, you you have would have then have won back-to-back Super Bowls that you came from behind to win. Uh, I mean, what else is left? So, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked to see both of them retire. I don't think that'll happen. But I just wouldn't be shocked if it did. Against the spread, though, we're going to hedge our bets. We're going to go Philly plus five. The Eagles could very easily win this football game. I could be totally wrong about who wins the game. So we're going to take those five points. I mean, sure, it's New England, but, I mean, it's New England on a neutral site. It's not away. It's not home, but it's just, you know, it's neutral site for both teams. But we're going to hedge our bets there, and we're going to take Philly plus five. I think that line's a little disrespectful. I would have liked to have seen, like, a 3.5 or even maybe a three, because this is the number one seed in the NFC. So it's a little disrespectful, maybe. So we're going to take Philly plus five. And this is a game that I like to stay under the 48-point total. I only like it to get to 44. Okay, folks, you've held on this long. You've held on all season. Here's your opportunity to win, courtesy of Nerd Tees. We're running a contest for the Super Bowl 52 episode where you can win a $10 credit towards your next or first purchase at nerdtees.ca. Don't forget that promo code BWFINEST. It'll save you another 15%. But we're going to give you the opportunity here to win a $10 credit to Nerdtees. Now, in order to win, you must do a couple of things. 
you must be visibly subscribed to my channel. Now, you there is the possibility, of course, to be subscribed, but your subscriptions are hidden. Can't do that. You have to be visibly subscribed to my channel. I have over 830 of you right now that are subscribed to the channel. By the way, thank you very much. But you need to be visibly subscribed to the channel. No hidden subscriptions. You must comment on this video including your Twitter handle so that I can get a hold of you. So you have to include your Twitter handle or maybe include an email address if you don't have Twitter. Include some way that I would be able to get in touch with you if you happen to have won. And in your comment, I want your predictions for the following three prop bets on the Super Bowl. There's going to be one winner for each of these three bets, but I want your answers. I want your picks for these three Super Bowl prop bets. Prop bet number one, what will the first score of the game be? Will it be a touchdown, a field goal, or a safety? Since the NFL doesn't have rouges, we can't include those. And I mean, for a touchdown, that can be offensive touchdown, defensive touchdown, special teams touchdown. You don't have to specify that, but is it going to be a touchdown, a field goal, or a safety? Prop bet number two, which team will be leading the game at halftime, New England, Philadelphia, or will the game be tied? And prop bet number three, who wins Super Bowl 52? So once again, you have to be visibly subscribed to the channel. You have to comment with your Twitter handle or an email address or some way for me to contact you and comment with your predictions for those three prop bets that I gave you. What will be the first score of the game? which team will be leading at halftime, and who wins Super Bowl 52. Correct picks will automatically qualify for the random draw for each prop, or if there are no correct picks, I'll randomly draw from everyone who responded for that particular prop. One winner will be chosen from each of the three props, and each winner is going to receive a code to save $10 on your purchase at nerdtees.ca. Make sure you use my promo code BWFINEST. It's in the description to the video and the episode below. Use that promo code, save 15%. Use the code that you'll have won, save $10. Folks, I can't make it a better value than that. That's the best I can do. So one more time, my Super Bowl 52 champion is the New England Patriots. I like Philly to cover the plus five, and I like the game to stay under 48 points. So make sure you comment with your winning picks for those prop bets. That's it for me, and that's it for the season, folks. Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, as always, fueled by Nerd Tees. And thank you guys so much. It's been another incredible season. It's been so much fun to bring you this show every single week, even when I've been sick as a dog. I still want to bring this show to you because I love doing this show. I love the feedback from you guys. I love all the support that you've given me over years. Some of you, years of me doing this. Uh, I can't wait to be back for Lucky 7, season number 7, next year. Thank you so much. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Make sure you comment with your prop bet predictions. Win yourselves a $10 credit to Nerd Tees. Enjoy the football game. And I guess we'll see you next season. Or, hopefully, we'll see you in the comment section of this vlog series that I've started, Today's Finest, which will return 
tomorrow. Thank you.